Welcome to the Talking Nutrition Podcast, where twice a week you'll learn about all things health, fitness, and mindset. I'm your host, Yon Investors, and it's my goal to simplify nutrition, provide you with actionable strategies, and teach you repeatable systems so you can create real results that last. Now, real quick, you won't find any crazy restrictive diets or quick fixes here, and the stuff that we talk about is basic, easy to apply, and effective. However, the only way to create change is by putting what you learn into action. Now, go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, pour me one while you're at it, and let's dive into the episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Talking Nutrition. <laughs> Episode 63. Christine's back. Like one second before it hit record. She's like, I like your setup. Yeah, I've been building the... I've been working on my working environment, you know? Yeah, I, I love it. Man, working environment is so important. Oh, 100%. I, um, I mean, you know this, but I had these big fucking blocky things. Uh, you'll, you'll see behind me. Like, I had basically like two mm. of those. On top of each other, and then I had like a really shitty, <laughs> like self-made uh, stand-up desk thingy. You know, I had that for a little bit yeah. for like a year. And then I got my desk, and then now I got my my shelves and stuff. So we're getting somewhere. You know, love it. Looks good. Looks great. You've got a plant in here now. Ooh, that makes things even better. Plants in your office are key. Nice. Is that real? <laughs> yeah, that is actually a real one. <laughs> It actually I, fell uh, over like a couple days ago when I was doing client check-ins. <laughs> like oh, <right> no. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, am so bad. I'm a terrible plant mom. I've got a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I just don't water anything. My girlfriend does it. Because <laughs> I forget, yeah. you know. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> but same. she's also the one who put it here. So, <laughs> Welcome back, by the way, Christine. Thank How you. have you been? What's what's new on the KA Nutrition uh, side? Um, well, first and foremost, I caught my hair on fire making my breakfast, and uh, I had to chop my hair off. Um, it was insane. Like, I reached over to grab the salt, and uh, my hair went, and I thought it was my eggs on fire, and it was my freaking hair. And uh, I was like, oh my gosh, like, thankfully I didn't have, um, like any product in it. I would have freaking, it could have been really bad. Let's just say that. So chop my could have been really chopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's on the personal side of things, uh, in, in terms of K nutrition, so ka well ka training's done and honestly it feels good um k nutrition now has expanded and i have another coach on board and it's going really well like her and i work so good together um very aligned in everything i mean obviously i wouldn't hire someone i wasn't aligned with but um so it's going really good from that standpoint. We also have a therapist. She's been on for a bit, but it's funny because my assistant coach was actually the one who put me in contact with the therapist. Um, so anyways, she's fantastic as well. We actually have like a guest. We have a call with her this Sunday for our our clients. She's going to be presenting on emotional eating. So good stuff. Good stuff happening. Cool. What about what about you? Yeah, just just working, you know. It's good. It's just busy. It's just good. Yeah. We uh, yeah. 
we've had an actual like good summer this year. It's kind of crazy. And I heard someone say that this was probably one of the best since like the eighties or something crazy. Um, but it's been like legit warm, which is great. And then I'm also doing no caffeine. So right now I'm 11 days in, uh, for this month, no caffeine, just to be honest with you, I, I did it two years ago and it sucked this time, like the first day sucked and it's just been fine since then. Um, Okay. I I noticed that my sleep is better. That my the the first week my energy was a little bit lower, but it really wasn't too bad, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, yeah, make it through the rest of this month. I will be drinking coffee again, but it's one of those things where you just got out of hand again, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just drinking way too much easily. caffeine again. Yeah. Yeah. Other than I that, too. Some I think like there's like with caffeine, there's like. Sometimes it can get out of hand from the standpoint of like you're working so much, you're tired, and you end up in this like vicious cycle. And another one I see where caffeine gets out of hand is people who are dieting because it's an appetite suppressant. So they'll start drinking more coffee when they're dieting. And I'm like, okay, we can't be doing that. Like, we, you know, but it helps. It does help. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. Um, I mean, I've just been drinking decaf and I'm also not dieting. So that, you know, but still, yeah, it's not the same. It's not, it's just not as nice. You know what I mean? But, um, right. I was definitely drinking a lot of caffeine to just not even feel energized. I was just like, like a shitty energy level, you know, mm-hmm. that being said, enjoy your coffee. Um, yeah, but I like coffee, me too. I'll, I'll be, I'll be back soon, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, no, like my energy level just wasn't great. And I noticed like I was drinking a lot of coffee. I was like, you know, I got to do a little, I, I hate the word, but uh, do a little detox, you know? So that, yeah. that being said, did you know, I mean, I was going to bring this up a couple episodes ago, but you weren't there, that we're a year in with talking nutrition. That's great. That's I looked great. up the, I looked up the stat and it says that 90% of podcasters don't make it past episode three. We've crushed it. <laughs> We've crushed it. <laughs> so far, so good. That being said, let's actually get into today's topic, Christine. You uh, you have some good ideas, so I'll, uh, I'll let you introduce. Yes, so today we want to talk about, I guess you could say, um, the kind of the cheat day thing. Where, or when people think that they're eating, they're like, oh, I'm eating... 1200 calories or I'm eating 1500 calories and I'm not losing any weight and realistically what's actually happening is they are and and this can be happening for different reasons um they are say okay they're eating 1500 calories or 1200 calories during the week and then on the weekend they are overeating significantly Right. Because, you know, maybe they've been trying to be too rigid during the week um, or it's like they don't even realize. So like they're, they're like, oh, it's the weekend type thing. I deserve this food or I deserve these drinks. And it gets out of hand really quickly. And they don't even put like two and two together that they aren't actually like their overall at- weekly average is not fifteen hundred or twelve hundred calories. Right, it's actually going to be more like twenty five hundred, and so this was 
a thing with me, and I'm sure it was with you too, Johan. Um, in the beginning of coaching, <laughs> I would have people track their food, and I think a lot of a lot of clients or a lot of coaches have made this uh, mistake. Uh, but I would say more learning now where a client tracks their food and they're like eating 1200 calories. It looks like they're eating 1200 calories. We're like, Oh my gosh, like you're under eating significantly. And then you get into it and you realize their weekends are, they're going way overboard, you know, X, Y, Z. And we think we should reverse diet them when they don't need a reverse diet. They just need consistency throughout the week. Right. So um, just kind of wanted to talk on that and how that can affect your progress. Yeah. I see this a lot where, where, where people do, do have that idea. Like you said, it's like, I, I earn it, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. I'm all for flexibility and it's cool to have a little bit more, but the, the cheat day mentality just doesn't work. You know what I mean? It just keeps you in the same spot and it's so ingrained in like the whole fitness phase. Like, I just hope we get rid of that term at some point, you know, the cheat day mentality, because it just doesn't help in, in any scenario. It's not helpful. Let's just call it what it is. It's just a bigger meal or, or a bigger day where you eat a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like when you go and spend some money, like you're, you're cheating. Like, no, like you're spending a little bit more this day. Okay, cool. We're going to take it a little more easy. Like the week before that or after or whatever, you know, same thing with, with your calories. And um, yeah, like you said, it's funny too sometimes when you take someone and they, they think, like you said, 12, 1500 calories, whatever, they think they're eating very little, super strict, and they, they really try, you know, like it comes from a good place. They want to lose weight. They yes. think, hey, I'm going to just eat clean, be very strict during the week. And obviously that weekend, you know, it turns into a binge fest because it's too too difficult or they maybe don't know how to do it yet, right? Being a little bit more flexible. Um and it just turns into like this, this cycle. But anyway, it's always funny to then put them at, let's say, 1800 calories or something, you know what I mean? Or whatever number. And then we start tracking and then we work on protein and we just focus on the basics. And the more consistent they get, all of a sudden we see that, that weight drop. And then they're like, it's so much food. Like, how am I losing weight? It's like, well, okay, true. During the week, you are eating more, but you're also not binging throughout the weekend, which means right. that... At the end of the week, like your your average is either, you know, at maintenance or deficit or wherever you want to be, but you're not consistently just hitting that surplus over the weekend, you know, just make it way right. more manageable. I also think that when that's an issue in the beginning where there's a huge difference between week and weekend, we don't necessarily want to then jump into a fat loss phase. Like, let's actually take care of that first, you know? Hey, what's up? Sorry to interrupt. I promise we'll keep it short. As you already know, we don't do ads here, and I really just do this podcast out of passion for helping everyday people like yourself learn more and get results. Now, because I do this absolutely for free, would it be cool to ask you for a quick rating on Spotify or Apple? You can do it while you're listening. It really just takes a few seconds, and it would actually mean the world to me and help us grow the show and reach more people like you. Thank you so much. Now, let's get back to the episode. Yeah. And like, to your point, like, I, I think it comes from a good, it's coming from a good place where like, they just don't realize. Um, and that's, it's like a lack of awareness around what's in the food and 
what's in the drinks that they're having and how quickly those calories can increase. Like if you are like we're we're typically not overeating on things like protein and vegetables while that can happen. Like on the weekend, we're going out for dinner, we're going out for lunch, we're going out for breakfast, we're taking, uh, we're getting takeout. So with restaurant foods alone, we already know calorically speaking, that's going to be higher, right? Then it's like, okay, what are we actually choosing, right? Is it really calorically dense foods? Like, are we having pizza or are we having like pasta? Again, these aren't like bad foods, but those calories increase very, very, very quickly. And then you add, say, drinks on top of that, where people just don't have the awareness around the amount of calories that are in the food they're eating. And that's why tracking can be so beneficial, um, you know, from an intuitive eating um, standpoint, right? Like down the road. So they're like, yeah, I'm eating 1500 calories, but they're just simply not aware on the weekend, the food that they're eating, how many calories are actually in it. So it's so easy to get to like 3,500 or 3,500, 4,000 calories on a weekend. Like it is so easy. I can't tell you um, how easy that is, but you, to have that awareness, you have to understand what's in the food you're eating. Right. And really tracking your food is the one way to do that. We're really starting to look at like labels and things like that, serving sizes, et cetera. Um, what was the other thing I wanted to mention that you touched on? Um, Oh, like what, so when a client, we, ha- we have them, we kind of set them in the middle, right? So like, say they're at like 2000 or 2200 calories and now they're eating more protein and now they're eating more veggies. They're like, oh, I haven't eaten this much before. And it's like, well, actually you have, you just haven't in volume, right? So now they're, they're more uh, satiated, they're, they're full and they feel like they're eating a bunch of food. But realistically, they're still eating the same amount. They're just eating more volume. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big one, um, which which really ties into the next topic as well. But like when we go into a fat loss phase, it doesn't mean that we're going to eat the exact same foods, just less. Or when we go into a bulk, I mean, for the most part, I'd like to still have a lot of filling stuff. But like we need to be a little bit smarter also with our food choices. And really be proactive there. Because I think also there, a lot of people kind of miss that step, which maybe they also don't know about. But we all know there's a ton of people struggling to lose weight and they're fucking starving all the time. Or people have a hard time getting their calories up. You know as well, if someone is coming from chronic dieting or whatever it may be, or maybe they're just, just on that, you know, restrict binge kind of cycle, like eating more sometimes can be difficult. Um which really brings me to our, our next point, which is playing with different foods for different scenarios, right? And you brought up a really cool study that we wanted to mention, which is the satiety index of common foods study from 95. So they had um, the researchers, I think it was like one lady was doing this. Um, she had servings of 240 calories. So all food calories were equated 
So 240 calories per serving of 38 different foods. So not like a ton of foods, but it still gives us a really good picture of like overall satiety. Um, so what she did was she had these people eat specific foods. Um, then they went to, there was like a, a buffet of food, right? So they would have, uh, this specific food, whether it was like a potato, whether it was like grapes or whatever. And then she would, um, basically rate their hunger or fullness levels after that food and have them go to a buffet and see who basically would eat how much they were eating. Right. So it would tell you how full they were after eating specific foods. Um, I'm trying to find the exact, like I, that was kind of a summary I just put together, but so when we're looking at the chart, the most satiating food was a boiled potato, which I eat potatoes. (laughs) I am literally a potato head. Like I love potatoes. (laughs) Um, and it's true. Like I definitely feel it even compared to like, so like a potato, like I do roasted potatoes, for example, like that, those potatoes keep me more full versus if I was to have like the same, the same amount of calories in rice, rice was still higher, a little bit higher on the, um, so tidy index, but potatoes were the most. And then things like red meat, white fish, so so foods high in protein. Um, then things like brown pasta, like apples, oranges. And then the least were things like croissant, cake, donuts, chocolate bar, potato chips. Like I wish we could pull this up for you guys, but. Or I can, I can put it up on uh, YouTube. Okay. So ideally, like what we're trying to get at here is like there's, you know, from a from the standpoint of like controlling caloric intake and controlling hunger, we want to be aware of the foods that we're selecting that are going to help to keep us full. So that can come from the satiety index, but there's like other things to take into consideration. Like you can see in the satiety index, things that are high in protein, fiber, nutrients, and water, they're going to be higher. They're going to keep you full, more full versus something that has like a carb and fat combo, really easy to overeat, doesn't have a lot of nutrients. Those are going, I mean, that's why they're easy to overeat, right? They taste really good, but they also don't keep you full. Um, So like when you're going through a dieting phase, it would be ideal to be very conscious of your food selection, right? And what's going to help keep you full in a period of time where hunger is going to be higher, right? It's going to help your adherence. And then on the flip side of that, if you're in like a building phase, right, and you're eating a lot of food maybe you you obviously the the nutrient dense proteins very very important those are always number 1 but you're probably going to have to incorporate the foods on the lower side of the the satiety index so that again you're not overly stuffed and you don't feel like you're force feeding 
So there's, you know, different scenarios there, but just in like overall general, even if you're not dieting, even if you're not building, um, it is important to think about the foods you're selecting to keep overall calories in control. For sure. I think to the listener as well, because like I said, I will be putting this up on our YouTube. So if you, by the way, if you don't follow us there, subscribe, you can see the actual graph. But then still, I think this is something you're going to have to play with and experience because we can look at the graph and it's cool, right? We see that potatoes are like seven times more filling than the lowest food. Awesome, right? We know, okay, protein, fiber, blah, blah, blah. But still, like we can look at it but we're still not going to really know or, or understand unless we do the thing, right? Like having those different foods, I feel like. Um, a client of mine actually put up a really cool reel. She shared this on Instagram and she showed the difference. Like she had like the, a cup of rice and then the same volume or sorry, the same amount of calories in boiled potatoes. And I was like way more, you know, I don't, I don't think we really realize the difference unless we, experience like trying those different foods totally um mm-hmm. because I've, I've had this talk with with a, a client a few times now we talked about fiber a lot and we've been really working on that and um at some point it's about doing it you know what i mean like we we educated her we, we talked about it why it's important these kind of things and for a long time uh, that fiber was just low you know fiber was low veggies not getting a lot of filling foods in but then also struggling with cravings and of course these kind of things they're a process you know so we kept educating her kept working on this mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we did a, we did a client a phone call and she told me it's like you know what <laughs> you know the things you told me about fiber like you're actually right <laughs> yeah i was like, <laughs> I was like oh really <laughs> so fuck it up that's what i've been trying to tell you for like weeks now in a joking way of course but still though like, yeah, <laughs> and she because she was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, I, I guess I just didn't really believe, but, but that's what I mean. It's like, no, you got to like do the thing. Like, when you listen to the podcast, try this shit. If you're if you're dieting, mm-hmm. have some boiled potatoes. You know what I mean? If you struggle mm-hmm. getting more calories in, go for a different food and use that satiety index. Um, <laughs> it's good to actually put things into action and that's maybe something I've, I've really been talking about this a lot but it's cool the education and all that and um this is a little bit off topic but also not really but education only gets us so far we still have to do the thing you know what i mean so totally. that goes for for these filling foods that goes for the the weekend that we talked about like hey maybe be open to eating a little bit more during the week and see how it goes. Cause that's one thing I've seen with reverse dieting so much recently, which goes back to eating more, right? Using different foods. Often for the first one, two weeks, people are very uncomfortable, very unsure about the whole process. And then they start to notice like after a couple of weeks, it's like, oh shit, actually, no, I'm starting to feel good. Appetite is coming back. Okay, now, now I get it. And then they, then they're actually bought into the process, you know? So long story short, when you hear this, like put it, put it into action. (laughs) Yeah. Well, when I'm bringing clients on, like there's specific scenarios where I just, I tell them, I'm like, this is a scenario where 
we just have to go through it so you can really see and understand the benefits. Like, yes, it's a challenging thing to just, you know, kind of lean into something and surrender to something that you're afraid of. But there are situations that you have to just go through it in order to, for it to prove itself, essentially. Right. Um, Another thing I wanted to touch on was we were, we've kind of already talked about it, but is like the volume. So you'll know, you'll notice, right. That these foods that are higher on the satiety index, they provide more volume, right. Which is going to take up more space in your stomach. It's going to keep you full longer. So like, for example, I, I feel like for a lot of people, this is very obvious, but honestly, there's a lot of people who don't make the correlation. Um, you know, if you have a plate of food, right, that has like, say, chicken, potatoes, and vegetables on it, and you have a protein bar, like I think it was like the ones I was looking at yesterday were MetRx or something. They're like a meal replacement, but they could very well have, they have very similar caloric breakdown and macro breakdown. But from a, from a satiety standpoint, from a fullness standpoint, what is going to keep you full longer? You have to think about the volume of the food on the plate versus like a little, you know, protein bar, right? So that's where calories sometimes get out of control because we're not actually getting to the state of fullness and we're hungry an hour later after we eat. Like that's a problem. We have to look at our food selection. That being said, I do want to note that like there are various factors that can play into hunger. Um, Food selection is obviously very important, but if you are consistently under eating, obviously you're going to be hungry more often. That's going to drive, you know, potential overeating. Hormones can affect hunger stress can affect hunger. Um, you know, there's something called like heart hunger, which I've talked about with a lot of my clients, um, where that's more of like a psychological thing. You're not actually hungry, right? But it's from like past experiences. So there are different things that can play into hunger, but we, food selection is at the top. Yeah, hundred percent. And even then, even with those outside factors, we could still utilize food selection to offset some of the cravings, hunger, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. cool. I think this was a nice little episode again, nice 30 minute episode. Is there anything else that you want to share with the listener slash me? <laughs> so we have a promotion going on with Christina right now. Uh, where we've taken 20% off uh, pricing, coaching. And uh, so that's going to be for the next month or so. And then we're going to be bumping her pricing up. So it's just, you know, her being new to K Nutrition, um, we decided to do a little promotion. Cool. Awesome. Make sure to link that in the show notes as well. To listeners, thanks for listening once again. As you know, leaving a quick rating and review does a whole lot. And if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it in your stories. We will be back on Thursday with a bonus episode. I'll talk to you then. 
Alright, that's it for today. As a thank you for sticking around, I'd love to send you a free copy of my ebook, The Definitive Fat Loss Nutrition Guide. Honestly, if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll love the ebook. So if you want it, all you need to do is either click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at johanvesters underscore OCS and I'll personally send it to you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'll talk to you soon.